I see those silhouettes and I want to paint them black. Oh, hello, and welcome to the Procrastinate Podcast. I am your host, Matthew B. Stein, and thank you for joining me this week. This is a very special week as my podcast is officially able to drink. Uh, now, it's now the 21st episode of my podcast, the Procrastinate Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We're going to talk about the Capitol riots and how uh, our democracy was almost overthrown. Hopefully I won't talk about that too much, but I want to talk about it as it's a major political or historical event. We're also going to talk a little bit about the corner flag. Oh, we already have the, always have the corner flag, but we're going to talk about Dr. Dre. He had a brain aneurysm. Jack Ma, the billionaire, disappeared. The Simpsons can continue to predict the future. And uh, finish with the feel-good article. As for all... podcast. I am your host, Matthew B. Stein. I hope you all are doing very well. I am currently coming to you not so live. Uh, it is January 10th, 2020, 2021, almost at 2020, at 10.45 p.m. Uh, I hope you're doing well. I hope 2020 has, 20, there you go, 2021 has been a good year for you so far. It's been a pretty uh, interesting year to say, say the least. You, we, everybody thought after 2021, or geez, I can't get my years right. After 2020, that maybe things would get better and things would would start to turn turn positive a little bit. But uh, it appears as though we're just uh, diving even farther into sheer chaos. It's it's okay. It's kind of the norm, new norm at this point. I'm kind of used to it. If you're not kind of used to it, you probably should just deal with the times because who knows how much longer it's going to go on. But uh, my 2021 so far, it's been all right. I hope yours has been okay, as I've said that about three times already. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the capital of America, the capital building of America, uh, was, how do I say this, was uh, attempted to be overthrown, um, politicians were attempted to be murdered, um, there was a literal coup uh, started in America, like supposed to be the leader of the free world and all of this. Uh, but yet we still have a potential uh, government overthrows and all of that. Uh, basically, a bunch of Trumpites were who cheered on and hoorahed by Trump to go attack the Capitol building and try and stop or stop the steal, as they say. And I would like to talk about this for like the next 15 minutes or so because the fact that it just happened in the first place is remarkable on its own. And then... All of the different underlying factors that go into it, the fact that the Trump is really in charge of a lot of it, or he would not claim responsibility, but he definitely was the ringleader, as he has been for the last four years. Uh, Giuliani, Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, uh, really, really, I mean, Josh Hawley's kind of new to the picture, but it's kind of like you're, you're the all-star team, you know? The, just the old geriatric men that don't really know what they're doing. Josh Hawley, he's a young lad, uh... He's a he's an interesting character. I I don't know how to how to best characterize him. Um, I don't I I feel like I feel like the the media coverage of this is is very polarizing. As it, I mean, kind of as it should be, and definitely as you'd expect, because that's just par for the course. But I don't know. It's just been overwhelming, I guess. Um, how uh, uh, so? Five people have died since then, since the the Capitol riots. There was the, the lady, Ashley Babbitt, that got shot. Um, and I saw a clip of the, her getting shot, which is crazy to me that, like, just seeing somebody get shot um, while you're just scrolling through social media is kind of a normal thing uh, now nowadays in the modern age or whatever. But, so, Ashley Babbitt, she died during, like, the day of. And she died after she tried to basically go through um, the Capitol Police or... Uh, Secret Service. I don't know who who stopped at the, this this like three way doorway, but there was it was barricaded up, and the, the people were standing behind the door with guns, as you do when um, you're trying to make a stand. And the Trumpites, as I'll call them, to try and be polite, they kept trying to push farther, push farther, and go forward and get as far into the Capitol as they can. 
uh, and they got to this doorway and they were stopped. And eventually they broke through the windows and Ashley Babbitt got the brave idea to try and hop through the broken glass window frame uh, of the door. And when she did that, she was rightfully shocked in like, I think like the upper, the upper neck area. I, I don't know. I wasn't there. Obviously I saw a video of it, but it looked like it was up in this collarbone area. And she uh, ended up passing away, which is sad. You don't want to see anybody die from this situation, but this is the world we live in and that those kinds of things uh, happen all too often. But she was the first casualty. And then there were four others or three others that went to the hospital with uh, or died of ho uh, emergency complications or something like that. Um, I didn't, don't really know what happened there. I know there was one police officer that was uh, stomped and beaten um, who ended up dying. This is very heavy. I, I want to talk about this, but also I'm hesitant to talk about this because of how heavy it is and how weighted and how charged, emotionally charged this whole dealio is. Because I know, like, I'm not a political expert. I'm not a person who can lead social change. I'm just some kid. Uh, but it's something that needs to be talked about and it's something that I should talk about. I really should be having a conversation with somebody about this. Potentially somebody that has a different opinion than me, but I didn't have time to get that lined up. That would have been an interesting conversation to have. But uh, I don't know, man. It's just the whole thing's been crazy. And then as, as time has gone on since this happened, which happened on the January 6th, four days ago, since this happened, just more things have came out or arose. Um, the FBI is continuing to investigate everything that's going on. They were even investigating like ties within the Capitol Police with white nationalist organizations. Uh, there's been weird things going on in ties with that, like the the what chief of uh, Capitol Police. He resigned after this. Also, a police officer, I believe yesterday, the day before that, committed suicide. Um, I don't. There's no. There, there hasn't been any, any cause released for that, or like why he he did it. He she did it. Uh, and I I, I I can only speculate as to why, obviously, because like I said, I'm not an expert, but. I would assume, I watched this video, and by the way, I have a few videos that we're gonna go through, maybe I should go through right now, but a few videos that we're gonna get to uh, where it's just videos of what's going on in the Capitol, or the things that went on in the Capitol, uh, the, 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 the chants they were doing. Uh, there's a clip of them doing like the heave ho, or you lean out, everybody pushes back against Capitol Police. Uh, where was I going with that? I don't quite remember. Um, but the Capitol Police, they've been mixed up in this a little weird. There's a clip of a guy, a Capitol Police officer, who I think this is a fairly popular popular clip, but he's like at the barrier, or the barrier's already open and people are running into the Capitol and he runs out and is literally waving them forward like, come on, let's go, come on guys, let's go get them, come on dudes. Not like that, but you get what I'm saying. Him and his little boys having their circle jerk in the Capitol building, he wanted to get, his, get everybody involved so it could be as much circling going on as possible. And, uh, it's just very suspect, you know? It's very suspect to see somebody that's supposed to be defending the capital and defending the politicians and the, the political system and justice system, or ju yeah, whatever, justice system that's going on inside. Uh, and they're inviting them inside to stop uh, the political process of America that has happened hunt 50 times. No, maybe hundreds of times, right? Or not hundreds, but over a hundred, because of what? No, I can't do math. There's 45 pol police. 45 presidents, not all have served two terms. I don't know why I'm trying to do this math in my head. Uh, but this is, it's just been crazy, man. And, and the president of America is the ringleader of it all. Uh, I, I say president of America, but there have been articles of impeachment written up to uh, expunge him from office. Uh, there also have been called to an act of the 25th Amendment. And the 25th Amendment is where the vice, vice principal, the vice president assumes power chief of chief of the free world type power and uh removes trump from office now i don't see that happening um but it still might probably not I, I think the most likely thing to happen is he'll get impeached but apparently those those articles of impeachment can't go to the senate until a day before the or 24 hours before the inauguration not quite sure why that is um but that's the way it is so it's kind of what you have to just have to deal with uh, oh, I'm realizing, sorry, a slight little turn here. I, I've had this microphone in the past couple episodes, and I haven't acknowledged it. This is actually a Christmas present from my father. I would like to say thank you very much for that. Uh, it's it's my 
it's like the first step in continuing to make this the highest quality pro product production quality that I can. And I hope it's better. Uh, maybe it's not. I, I, I think the quality in the past few episodes has been a little better. Other than the last episode when I forgot to hit record, which is kind of embarrassing. But, you know, it happens. I'm learning. Uh, this week I got everything fully synced up and ready to go, so that was good. Anyways, pause the sidebar. Back to what I was talking about. The capital, the capital March, or whatever you want to call it. I just... I'm more excited to wait and see what the fallout of this is going to be, even though we're kind of already in the fallout, but you know, the long-term fallout, I guess, I hope that people get, people of power get indicted. Uh, there are a lot of, there are a lot of people like famous faces, not famous faces, faces, but faces that became famous from this charge on the Capitol. Uh, there was the, the Viking guy, which everybody's probably seen a picture of him. He was recently arrested. Um, there was a guy that literally tried to steal the Senate podium. Uh, the podium that they, they stand to and talk when they have control of the floor or whatever. He tried to steal that. And there's a picture of him just... Cheese! <laughs> just, this is, this is the podium. This is just, he's just holding it, trying to leave the, leave the... Leave the, 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 the Capitol building. Doesn't realize that he's... Con con da, 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 da. Doesn't realize that he's... I apologize, can't talk. Doesn't realize that he's commissioning... Oh my goodness doesn't realize that he's committing a major felony on national, not national TV, but national media where everybody can see. Uh, that's really a historic move. Kind of a Hall of Fame move by that guy, if I'm being totally honest. Uh, almost respected, although now he's in jail and he kind of gets what he deserves uh, for being a big idiot. Uh, they, so what I find slightly troubling about this, this whole capital ordeal is as, after they left, even the Viking guy said this. After they left the capital, they were preaching that this was a victory. Like, they, they, the Viking guy, in his words, he said, they won the day. Uh, how that's perceived that they won the day, I'm not totally sure, to be honest with you. Because, the, I mean, I guess, they, how they saw it winning the day was making the, the politicians have a response. Uh, he, the guy, Viking guy said them pushing them back, making them cower away, hide in the basement of the building. Those were not his words at all. I am very a botching a paraphrase there. But uh, basically making them cower in fear was a victory for him. And also in a lot of the clips, I just watched these clips. I don't know why I'm just talking about them. Uh, a lot of the clips they were talking about coming back and uh, next time we won't knock or something like that. Uh, it's really troubling, honestly. Uh, but... Let's take quite a quick cut, and then I'll come back with those videos. Wah! And we're back! Okay, hello, and welcome back. Now, uh, we're just dive right into these videos. Uh, this one starts out, it's a guy at the airport. Here, I'll just, you can read it on the screen. After determining a passenger was on, after, don't know what's wrong with me. Um, I apologize. After determining a passenger was on the non-no-fly list after participating, participating in the Capitol riots, he was promptly kicked off the plane. What does he have to say for himself? I bet it's something very uh, cool, calm, collected, because that's how these have to be. Uh, probably well thought out and based in fact and logic, because that's what they like to deal with. Especially Donald Trump. Oops. Come on. Uh, don't you just love a classic buffer? Because... Uh, I do too. It wasn't buffering before, but now it's buffering while I'm out here in the garage. Yay. Uh, so, yeah, we're having to take some time to clip the... the, the, the. Okay, welcome back. Sorry about that. Shutting my ducks in a row, but we're back. And here's that clip that I was talking about about the Capitol Police uh, welcoming him, welcoming his, welcoming his boys to come with him into the Capitol. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Here we go.
Let's go get him! Let's go get him! He's such a cute little sausage. That's the first thing I'll say after that. Look at him. Where's a, where's a good picture? Oh, no, come on. Only nine seconds. Come back around. He's just a cute... Look at him. He's just a cute little guy. Oh, poor bud. He probably doesn't have that many people that are there for him. Probably feels He's probably got little man syndrome. Uh, he always wanted to be bigger. He probably had a bigger, a bigger big brother. Always wanted to be like him. Always was reaching to be like him. Couldn't quite get there. So uh, now he makes up deep state conspiracies and tries to overthrow the government. I guess that's the one plus one equals two route. Uh, maybe I'm totally wrong. I could be totally wrong because, again, as I've said many times, I'm not a professional. Uh, I'm not a political analyst. I wonder, I think being a political analyst has got to be not one of the more questionable jobs, but uh, definitely it, you're giving your opinion on people that are like, because as I've grown up, I've realized that politicians more and more are kind of puppets or crooked or whatever the hell. They, they just say whatever's going to keep them in, keep them in office, which I get because that's kind of their job. But being a political analyst, you are then giving your opinion on the people that are just doing their best to stay alive. So you're kind of, you're, you're, you're giving your opinion on people that are just BSing. Oh, at least a lot of them are that are just BSing. I don't know. Bizarre job. I don't know what I'm talking about political analysts. Let's get back to these clips. So, there, yeah, there's the little little Miss Dumbledore uh, waving his teammates to come storm the Capitol. Don't know what he's doing. Don't know why he's doing it. Uh, it's pretty sketchy to think the Capitol Police is actually doing this. They were actually spiked, uh, inciting the riot as well, promoting it, adding fuel to the fire. But whatever. Next video. This one uh, is, I think, just inside video of what goes on. Inside. Turn this down. Oh, this is them. They are currently fighting at the at the, the entry of the Capitol building, and this dude's just getting this Capitol police officer who's literally just doing his do job. Oh my God. Like, why? That's oh, it just hurts. I asked my dad a couple weeks ago, or like last week or so, uh, like if it's crazy to think that maybe not having kids is a good idea because of the way the world is going. And he said mainly, mainly climate change is the biggest thing to that. But even seeing stuff like this, it's just, it's disheartening. It hurts. Um, for the longest time we've been saying, oh, this shouldn't be happening in America. This shouldn't be happening in America. It shouldn't be happening in America, but it is happening in America. It's crazy. It's obscene, it's outlandish, it seems not real, it seems non-fiction, or non-fiction is real, it seems like fiction, but it's happening. This Capitol policeman was sent just to do his job, and he's being attacked by Citizens America because they believe that the election would that didn't go in their guy's favor, because it didn't go in their guy's favor, it is then rigged, and a, the world is fighting against them. Uh, Trump has been saying that stuff has been rigged against him for the longest time. Hillary Clinton said that as they were both running for the 2016 presidential election. We should have listened to her, kind of. Uh, I don't know. It's been a mess. Next video. I don't want to watch that whole video just because it's kind of depressing. <laughs> Next video. What do we got? Uh, here is them just walking into the thing. He just walks out of that door like like just walking on his local bar like, oh shit, I'm fucked up, time to go home and hit my wife, let's go. That's <coughs> <coughs> a smoker's cough, I've been smoking five packs a day since I was 15, brother. That's the type of shit, that's the type of shit we're dealing with right now. It's, it's beautiful. High, high IQ plays only, might I add. High IQ plays only. Ain't nothing going on in there. Well, no shit, dude. You pushed everybody into the basement and stopped what was going on in there. You are the reason nothing is going on in there. Uh, I don't know if it shows it in this video. I think this is just people walking out. Um, but there, there are pictures of when they first got into the Senate or House chamber, whichever one it was. And once they got into the main chamber where things are actually going on, they just kind of 
took pictures. They didn't take pictures of some documents on desk, which is obviously illegal. Um, but they like sat in the, the, the big chair, the big fancy chair. Um, they, they just kind of hung out in the room. Other than that, though, they didn't really do much. And it kind of seems to me, unsurprisingly, that Trump and his boys were like, let's get these folks riled up, send them to the Capitol building, and see what happens. Uh, they, they being the Trumpites, followed suit, listened, obviously. But when they got there, uh, wasn't as exciting as they thought, or that's not true. was very exciting. Um, they expected a war, didn't quite get a war. Um, they, they got let in. I keep saying, um, I'm trying to do better at that, but I'm not doing a good job this episode. Harder to do it solo, but we keep going on. They were expecting, it seems like they were expecting a lot more fight back than what they got. And once they got inside, like I was talking about when they were just hanging out in the chamber, they didn't, it appears they didn't really know what to do. They were kind of just in there like, all right, we're here. What now? Where's, where's the stealing going on? I don't see any stealing. Weird. I don't see any overt corruption happening. I don't see where's the, where are the Russians at? Where are the Chinese at in here? This must be giving us money and uh, giving our politicians money and, and freaking up our government. What the heck are they doing? Where are they at? I don't know what's going on, man. I'm on one. The world is is slowly burning, still. Even though this time last year, the, the Australian forests were burning, and now our Capitol building was almost burning. Keep in mind, the last time the Capitol building was stormed was 1817? 1814? Uh, when the British, the, the country that we tried to secede from, came and burned down our Capitol building in White House in 1812 when uh, I believe the third president of America, Thomas Jefferson, was, was still alive. Uh, we were on like our fifth or sixth president of America and now we're on our 45th. And the person who just side, incited our Capitol building to be burnt, potentially burnt down, believe it or not, was the president of the United States, the person that you think would be running out of those buildings if they were being burnt down. But no, he was... Uh, in a sense, starting the fire. Uh, I can't repeat that enough. I've been talking about this for too long. Let's watch maybe the two. I got two videos in here. Um, that yeah, here's here's a pretty good one. Here's here's a light, more lighthearted one. Here, let's go. Back. Let's go. Let's go back. Here we go. Light it up, and then we'll move on. Okay, I laugh at that because it's funny and it rhymes, but I'm going to be totally honest, I've never seen the show Animaniacs. I know it's an old animated show. Uh, didn't watch it, but still hilarious. <laughs> uh, by the way, that chick was holding a towel that had an onion in it. Apparently some people think uh, using onions can help stop tear gas, uh, but I feel like it would only make your problem worse. And also rubbing your eyes with, the, with an onion definitely would not help. Um, more, like I said, more logical, just profound thinking from these people. Here's a good one. Please load. Oh, no. It's not going to load. Anyways, this whole Capitol building storm um, comes off the back of a Simpsons prediction. Uh, for those of you who don't know this shit, Simpsons is a very old show. Uh, it's been on TV for, like, way too long now. Uh, it's the longest-running uh, animated comedy show, I believe, ever. In, in its its lifetime, they have had to make a lot of episodes, so make a lot of predictions or accidental predictions about the future. A lot of people think the chance that the the show creator, Matt Groening, or Graining, as my one of my college professors would say, uh, uh, there's another, uh, is a time traveler and from the future, as he predicts a lot of stuff. And as the predictions continue to keep going on, I see it. I, I should have perhaps pulled up a list of Simpsons predictions for the future, but I didn't do it, but there's a whole lot of them. Let's look at the one that has come up most recently when they predicted what life would be like early 2021. Um, I believe they, they made this episode a few days before the election, or like this past year. Classic Simpsons fashion. Yeah, tiny mustard. 
right in, Judge Judy? How could you forget everything that's happened the last four years? Not sure what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Well, that one was I would love... Funny. I would love to pause and just read all of these, but I uh, don't have the time. Also, um, don't care. Over it at this point. <laughs> that was bad. That was worse. Someone made that up. Yikes. I gotta do something. You slept all day, folks. Hey, how bad could it be? Here's the prediction. Um... The, this is really kind of what it came down to, is this this prediction of the future uh, where robots are running around, Homer sitting on his roof uh, covered in armor and guns on January 2021 when the uh, Trumpites are planning another attack on America. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if it actually works. Uh, I've spent way too much time talking about this and giving my uneducated opinion on it. So I vote we now move on to the next subject, uh, which is my 2021. So... This is my first time doing my solo, doing my podcast solo this year, so I figured it'd be good if we delve into what I hope for this 2021 after it's gotten off to a somewhat rocky start. Uh, I tried to do this in the last episode, but it didn't it didn't quite work out. So now I'm on my own, and we're gonna delve into what I hope to achieve. Not give like solid goals, but just like what I would like. So I have this podcast going. Obviously, I've been doing this podcast since sometime in the past, about 21 weeks ago. Which is a while, almost to a half a year, by the way. It was a half a year, 26 weeks. Almost only five weeks from doing this for six months. That's pretty good. So I've been doing it for about five months. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned uh, how to get better video editing. Although I've only gotten marginally better, but I've gotten better. I've learned uh, how to be more uh, responsible, um, d determined. Uh, I'm trying to find the word. Determined, um, diligent, that sort of. I'm trying to be more diligent in like keeping up with it every single week. Uh, there have been times where I filmed late Monday and I've gotten pushed out by Tuesday in the morning, which isn't the best, but I've tried to, to keep up with uh, like filming at least a day or two before, then editing the next day or the day before, and then getting it up on Tuesday. I haven't missed a Tuesday yet, although I've gotten c close, but I have yet to miss one Tuesday and I hope to keep that up. I really hope I will not miss any weeks ever unless there may be some crazy unforeseen circumstances. I, cause I, I do enjoy this and I've told many people that I'll just, I will keep doing this as long as it takes, even if it turns into me just straight up talking to my phone for an hour and then uploading it straight from my phone. I will keep doing this just because I enjoy it. And I like being able to say that I've been doing a podcast for a long time and I haven't missed a week. Cause as soon as you miss a week, it's like, not like you have to restart, obviously, because missing a week is missing a week, and that happens. But just the, the people say I haven't missed a week. Missed a week is is something I'm proud of, I guess, is what I'm getting at. So then, I guess looking forward with my podcast for 2021, I hope to keep doing it. Get one every get one out every Tuesday of this year. I hope to get new guests on. I want to bring on more. Guests that I have to research for more, so like bring on my professors or outside people that aren't just my friends. Not like I don't bring like bringing my friends on, but I feel like <clears throat> if I were to bring on my professors or uh, maybe my friends that are in advanced positions or have jobs of certain titles or something that bring an element of value to my podcast, like professors could drop not bits of knowledge on on me, help me learn about what life is like post college, what what to expect, I guess from 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 the professional landscape. So I still don't totally know, just things like that. Any way I can learn or my audience can learn, because that's really what people will come to see. They'll they, I feel like people would rather watch an episode where they're learning something than an episode with me where I just talk to one of my friends and there's a few funny moments. I'm not quite, I don't feel like I'm quite to the point where I can pump out an, like an hour long podcast and it'd be entirely entertaining the whole time. Like I bet this podcast has already gotten boring and that I feel like just getting better. I want to get better at that, but that just comes with practice and keep on keeping on and trying to refine my product and keep trying to make it better. I've been kind of stymied recently, but I, I know I can, I can take that next step because I feel like I know the things that I need to do. I just need to actually do them. Like recently, I, I followed one of my friend's podcasts on Instagram because I have friends that also do podcasts. 
uh, they have a pod. Three of my friends have a podcast called the Under the Sun Podcast. If you haven't seen it, I assume most of you watching this haven't. Go check it out. It's um, at Under the Sun CTK on Instagram. Um, it's it's pretty good. It, I, I I suggest it. They're three of my good friends. One of them, his name is Connor Maloney, and I'm pretty sure he runs the social and stuff for the for their podcast. And he does a pretty good job. He's creative, and I would really like to get him. I was thinking about this just like last couple days, or last maybe day or two. I would really like to get him maybe involved on my podcast. I would like to have like a producer behind the scenes that can kind of help me narrow the podcast down and keep it focused and keep it refined. And he is a creative thinker. He. Uh, it seems driven the way their podcast is presented and done on social media is done very well. So I like, I, and I feel like this is kind of me being lazy to some extent because I feel like I could do it on my own, but the way he does it is quality. At least it's better than what I do. And I would like to get him involved in my podcast. I feel like it, it could, it could up it to the next level, but I feel like that's me trying to drop some of the responsibility of this podcast, which is weird to say, no, it's not. Um, it, I just feel I feel bad for saying that, I guess, though. But also, it'll help make my podcast better. So I don't know why I feel bad about saying that. It's not like it hurts anybody's feelings. It's just me saying I want to get my friend incorporated in my podcast. Uh, I'm very bizarre. I don't know why I do things or think things like that, overthink things like that, that are so simple. Anyways, uh, that's 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 life, I guess. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But other than wanting to get my podcast out every week and... Uh, get my get interesting guests involved, learn stuff from my podcast, make my podcast better, up the production value, get stuff like this mic and a new camera involved. Uh, there's not much else I really want to add from my podcast, at least I can think of right now. Basically, here are the, here are the, th the hitters. Make my social media presence uh, more consistent and higher quality by posting more variation in, in what I post, uh, more videos, different reels, IGTV, all of that stuff, more stories, just more consistent posting in general. More guests that bring interesting information and knowledge to the podcast or make it more entertaining. Um, up the production value with a new camera, uh, new set. I'm not gonna have a set because I don't have the, the, the facilities for that, but I'll just up the production value in any way. That's kind of it. That's just those three things. Upload every week, up to production value, interesting guests and information, better social media response or presence. Four things. That's what I hope to achieve or get better at in 2021 with my podcast. Now, if we expand it beyond my podcast, because that's not my life, but it's a significant portion of my life, especially at the moment, with school. This past semester, I got straight A's for the first time in my schooling career, as I love to share and say so often to everybody that I meet, because I am very proud of myself for that as it's the first time that I think I've finally lived, lived up to my school potential. But, that being said, I would like to get straight A's this semester again. I'm afraid that it's, it's an expectation, although I know no one really expects it from me, but now that I've gotten it and I've proved that I can do it, I should get it again, right? It only makes sense. So, I, let, let, uh, A's and B's at the very minimum. That's kind of always been the goal, but we're just going to revert back to that because it's the easiest. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, and my, my schedule's not that crazy, so it should be pretty easy. I don't know. I, it won't be that difficult. It really just is up me to be disciplined and responsible as I was this last semester so I can actually get shit done. But we'll see. We'll get there, uh, and we'll, uh, push on as the semester comes on. Maybe I'll have an internship. Uh, maybe I'll, I should, I should get to have a job. I'm going to have an internship this summer, at least I better, or I'm going to be SOL. That's going to be a real interesting situation if it ends up like that, but I don't believe it will as I've applied to many internships. Not many, but a couple internships. I just applied to more, but yeah, whatever. I I'm getting there. We'll see. Hopefully get straight A's. Hopefully get an internship for the semesters in time. <laughs> Spend as much time with a job and internship as I can. Make, I would like to say make new friends, but I don't know how many opportunities there will be, will be for that because of COVID and all that. So we'll just have to see. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I hope for. Just repeat, kind of repeat this last semester because this last semester was pretty productive. I started my podcast, got straight A's, spent time with those that I love most. So it was pretty good. Let's just hope I can keep it up. So with the chaos of 2020 or 2021, I guess, uh, many things have happened. 
uh, not many things have happened. I'm really just trying to answer down or focus down on one thing specifically that happened recently. Dr. Dre. For those of you who don't know who Dr. Dre is, he is a music producer and headphone creator. Uh, now billionaire, who is from South Central LA, was formerly in the group NWA, and then went on to his own solo career. And he recently, I think it might have been the same day as the Capitol riot, maybe the day before, maybe the day after, maybe the day of, had a brain aneurysm. And that is a very dangerous thing. Uh, I don't totally know what it is. I can try and look it up right now. But somebody in my family has had a brain aneurysm uh, a couple years ago, a decade ago, maybe almost. My, my, my cousin uh, Patrick, he had a brain aneurysm on his brain stem and it, and it bursts and it put him in a, in a like a sort of, what, what I think the word is called locked out, locked in, locked in, locked in state where he is mentally there, he has all of his mental capabilities, he is the Patrick that I know and love in his head, but his body is paralyzed because of the, the aneurysm and it burst on his, uh, his, his spinal cord or that thing at the top of your head. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk, I realized, I wanted, uh, I was thinking before the episode that I want to bring up Dr. Dre's aneurysm and then talk about my experience with it. But now I'm realizing that my, my experience with it is not that interesting. And I uh, like, I kind of just want to, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought I had more interesting to, information to add, but I'm realizing that I don't. Basically, he was my cousin. He was kind of like my older, older brother. Um, we would go to their house for Thanksgiving and stuff. It was a grand old time. Okay, now I'm realizing my point. My point is, brain aneurysms can be very unpredictable and crazy. And they can be um, life-changing, to say the least. And the fact that Dr. Dre got out unscathed and is doing it in stable condition is uh, a really good thing because it could have gone very poorly, as I know from experience. Well, not from experience, but as I've seen. So, uh, good for him. Everyone give a round of applause for Dr. Dre. I don't know. This This episode really, really seems like a shit show. I hope it's been entertaining for you. I feel like I'm all over the place, and I apologize for that. But let's carry on. Amidst all of this, Dr. Dre actually ended up having to pay, or agreed out of court, or agreed somehow to pay his uh, ex-wife $2 million in temporary child support. I believe I remember a couple months ago hearing about how he had a very complex child custody, child support case going on where she wanted like $2 million a month or something like Excuse me. Or something like that, some crazy amount of money that I, no matter how many kids you have, like you have 15 kids and I feel like $2 million a month is still way too much money to take care of them. Uh, you're going to need a lot of it, but not $2 million. And I, I feel, feel for him almost the fact that it's happening at the exact same time that uh, you have a brain injury or something. It's a weird timing, but uh, when, when is good timing for anything anymore? I'm kind of realizing that uh, anytime there's room for something to bad happen, most of the time, if it look like, looks like something bad is going to happen, it probably will. That's a really, I'm realizing as I'm saying that, that sounds terrible. That's really Debbie Downer words to say. But it's kind of what it feels like, unfortunately. That's kind of where we're at. It's really upsetting, but it's like the it's the world we live in at the moment. Uh, sheer chaos. But it's not. I say that as, just because it's like sensational, but we're not actually in sheer chaos. It's just the world a lot is going on right now it's, i don't know what sheer chaos really looks like i feel like sheer chaos would have been if the capitol building was successfully overthrown and they capital captured our politicians somehow uh, that would have never happened i don't believe at least mm, i say that but then it might uh what am i i'm talking myself in circles let's move on keeping it in the rap world this year big this week big drama came out about kanye west of all people uh, again, for those of you who don't know, Kanye West was a former produce, music producer, now music producer, songwriter, creator, fashion fashionista, uh, leader of the fashion world, crazy person, Donald Trump supporter, uh, presidential candidate, uh, uh, what are some other words I can add on? Um, um, yeah, that's all I got right now. Oh, uh, priest, kind of? Kind of? Voluntary pastor, I guess I would say. Um, Kanye, the voluntary pastor. Uh, I think that's pretty good. Uh, anyways, he was accused of, or him and Kim had filed for divorce. He was accused of cheating on Kim Kardashian, one of the baddest chicks in the world. Uh, 
with Jeffree Star, of all people. Now, Jeffree Star is a person who really does deserve an explanation and uh, a character detail or description because Jeffree Star is... Now, I'll admit, I don't, I'm not the best educated to describe who Jeffree Star is, but I would say he's a social media superstar who is a makeup guru. And, yeah, I guess that's right. A vlogger makeup guru? I don't really know how to describe Jeffree Star. There's a picture of him on the screen right now. He's an interesting-looking fellow. He's not trans, I don't believe. He's not, um... A cross-dresser. He is a gay man. He, um... I don't really understand Jeffree Star, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, I just don't get it. The, I looked up his controversies because I wondered if this was his first. I know he's been involved in some in, uh, social media beef in the past. And there were some beef, or not beef, but some controversies going back all the way to, like, 2009. So, like, this dude's been around for a while, I guess. I don't really know what he's done to be prevalent for that long. Or if he's deserving of that much uh, uh, attention for that long, but he's gotten it, so I guess that's credit to him, kind of. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> interesting guy, to say the least. He uh, he's, 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 he's interesting. But this rumor of him of Kanye cheating on Kim with Jeffrey Star turned out to be false. Uh, the your boy Jeffrey Star shot it down. Uh, it, it was it was not true. It would have been very exciting if Kanye was cheating on. Con uh, Kim with a gay man. That would be really, really 2021-esque. That would be beautiful, honestly. That would make me very happy. Um, but if, if that's what Kanye Hart's desires, then who am I to judge? Kanye, I know you're listening to this, so do whatever you want, buddy. And don't worry about the haters. I know you probably say you never do, but I bet you probably think about them all the time. I'll probably undermine 24-7. Uh, but you're great. Keep doing you. Keep being a, a Fruit Loop. Uh, we love you very much. Good luck with the rest of your 2021, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Jeffrey Star is a weird guy. He's one of those guys that are social media stars that I see a lot because he's always in the news or whatever. And he really infuriates me. Like, really grinds my gears and gets under my skin. Um, he's never done anything to wrong me. I've never followed him on any social media platforms, but I still see him on the social media platforms through, through Explorer, uh, suggested posts and everything. He's one of those people that I see everywhere, I'm infuriated by, but I can't take my eyes off. Now, why does this happen, you may ask? What do you mean, Matthew? Why do you say that, Matthew? I would, I would reply, those are three very good questions that I don't have very good answers for. Uh... Maybe, I would assume it's the way he looks, the way he talks, the, the way he dresses, the, the, the scandals that he's had make me want to watch him. He's kind of just a microcosm of what a social media star is. Very over the top, very uh, flashy, I guess is the best word. Gaudy almost is a good word for it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There was a rumor for a while that he was, because he was dating this mystery man earlier this year. Where he posted a picture sitting in some guy's lap with just his big, strong, muscular arms around him. Uh, and people wondered who it was. Oh boy, who could Jeffree Star be dating? Because so many people care about that. Who was it? Oh boy, I'm on the edge of my seat. I can't wait. Uh, turned out it was just some guy that played like in the like Estonian Basketball League or something. He played in college basketball and I think played in the G League very briefly. Uh... I, I think it, the point when it came out, I believe there were rumors that it was Chris uh, Chris Brown, which would have been, oh me oh my, that would have been beautiful if Chris Brown was dating Jeffree Star, a gay man, after his previous controversies as well. Uh, that would be something, wouldn't it, people? What am I saying, dude? What am I saying? I don't even know. Uh, I don't know I'm talking about Jeffree Star as much. Who cares? People much get more care about Kim Kardashian, and they care a lot more about our next topic, Jack Ma. Okay, for those of you who don't know who Jack Ma is, Jack Ma is a Chinese billionaire who started the company Alibaba. Alibaba, they sell discount products at a very, very low price. Uh, people, I don't know if you ever heard of drop shipping. That's where you buy products off of AliExpress or Alibaba. And for like, what's what's an example? I buy clip-on fans, fans that you 
that you can clip onto your bed frame and they'll blow air in your face or you can put on your desk and they'll blow air in your face. Let's say I can buy those on Alibaba for five bucks. People will buy them off of Alibaba for five bucks, then put them on Amazon and sell them for nine bucks and they'll just do that wholesale and make money. Uh, it's like a like it's like one of the the sales fads, money money making fads amongst people my age. Because if you really go for it, you can be successful. Especially if you find a high a, a product that sells has a high rate of sell sell. Is that the word? Uh, but that's what Alibaba is used for mainly in my experience. It also has a dominate a dominant or a, a potential monopoly over the Chinese market uh, or e-commerce e market. Anyways, Jack Ma, he is one of the richest people in the world. He was the richest, richest person in China for the very for a long time. Uh, he basically earlier this year, or, or I guess late last year, he spoke out at, a, at some sort of summit. He criticized the uh, the Chinese government's like handle of forms. I I'm really botching this. I didn't do much journal uh, 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 journalistic research before this. I did see that he was complaining about the Chinese government, though, at some sort of summit. And then after that, he was detained, I believe, or maybe he was never detained. But he hasn't been seen in months, really, is, is what I'm what I'm getting at. Jack Ma, one of the richest people in the world, kind of because of he is Chinese and lives in China and is under the Chinese Chinese uh, umbrella, he put himself at risk by speaking up speaking out against the Chinese government, despite his place of power. And China just said, you know what, we're China. We're gonna, we're gonna, China's gonna do what China's gonna do. And there's a chance Jack Ma is dead. I doubt it because he's such a big figure. There's a chance he's laying low, which I doubt because he lived in China. And so openly spoke out against the Chinese government, which is a big no, no, no. So my guess is he probably was detained or is detained and is undergoing intense investigation, perhaps uh, beatings of some sort. As the Chinese government does, you know how they do. You know how they get down. They get down in freaky town. Uh, anyways, prayers for Jack Ma, kind of, because I don't want the guy to die. He's a cute little Asian guy. Uh, he's very rich. He's very smart as well. Uh, he deserves to live. So I almost said Mao Zedong. Um, Xi Jinping, I believe is your name. If you're listening, and I know you are, because I know you and Kanye. And Drake, who listened to the episode, I know you guys get together and listen to this podcast. Uh, let him go, you know? Let him go. You know, he's okay. He's a nice guy. Look at him. He's so cute. He's just so damn cute. Let him out. He's not that bad of a guy. He probably, he probably makes you lots of money through e-commerce, through maybe taxes and stuff like that, maybe. Uh, let him out. Come on, bud. Come on, bud. You get that Winnie the Pooh joke all the time. But if you like Winnie Pooh, that means you must have a soft heart. So let Jack Ma out. Come on, bro. I know you got it in your heart. I believe in you. I trust you. Uh, I don't trust you, but I believe everybody has goodness in their heart. <sighs> okay. That's Jack Ma. Uh, closing statement on Jack Ma. I, he is the most like outspoken billionaire in China, and he just disappeared. I really wish America's most outspoken billionaire would just disappear. Uh, unfortunately, our world does not work the same way as China, which is a good and a bad thing. Uh, but that's, that's all I have to say. Now, let's move on to your favorite sports segment in all of the world. The Quarter Flag! Roll the intro. There's not an intro song for it, so there's just a graphic over the screen right now. But, yeah. Alright, hello. Welcome to the Quarter Flag. We're gonna, we're gonna cross it in. We're gonna cross it in for the header. It's gonna, we're gonna head it into goal. Whoa! Whatever. Sports America, touchdown! So, the corner flag, the NFL playoffs are going on, or were going on. The I believe NFL wildcard weekend is now officially over. <laughs> One second. Oh, my God. So, as you'll remember, last week my brother and I made predictions on who we would win, who would win the NFL playoff games. I don't remember what our predictions were at all, but I'm gonna we're going to go through the games and talk about them, maybe what I saw from the games. I only watched, like, one or two of them, but, uh, yeah. So, Colts and Bills up first. I believe I picked the I said the Colts were going to have to play one hell of a game to beat the Brown or beat the Bills. And they played pretty well. The, the final score is 27-24. The the Bills only just edged out. I remember watching this um 
and the, the Colts had a ch- they had a very small chance to, to score at the end, it, it, they, but they, they dwindled it away, and it, it ultimately fell apart. But it was a good game from what I saw. They put up a decent fight against the Bills. I think the Bills are a really good team. If, if, they, if they patch together really good games and they don't have that many injuries or any injuries at all, they really could go far and maybe have a, a Super Bowl berth. I don't know if they could win the Super Bowl, but I feel like they can get close. On to the next game. The Tampa, Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by Tom Brady, played up to the Washington football team, a team with no name. How is, who is some, uh, the under 500 team with no name that made it in the playoffs and ended up playing against Tom Brady, the most winningest NFL playoff player ever. Uh, <sighs> the Buccaneers ended up winning, and I uh, wasn't really surprised by this. Tom, Tom Brady's hard to beat in the playoffs. Uh, they go on to play. I, don't, I really should know who they go on to play, but I don't. Um, Tom Brady, though, uh, hard to bet against him, especially with the incredible wide receiver core that he has. Uh, he, it's Tom Brady. He also can really go for another social uh, social Super Bowl berth, but that would be a stretch. That would be tough to see. I, maybe they win more one more game, but... if Tom, uh, So Tom Brady has six rings right now. If he somehow manages to win this seventh with another team that doesn't have Bill Belichick as the coach, he is then the undeniable, 1,000% certified GOAT if he's not already... Part of me tell me tells me he's been the goat since he's had five rings, but um, it's you can you can argue that those six rings are because he's a system QB, which is a bullshit explanation. I I admit I concede, but the being on a different team and a different system with a different coach, different wide receivers, all that does make it more interesting and adds more credibility to your resume claims. Next game, Saints-Bears. Saints won 21-9. Not much to say here. Bears are not a playoff team. Mitch Trubisky is not a playoff quarterback. Tom Brady, or Drew Brees is a well-seasoned playoff quarterback with one of the best teams that's been, that, he's, that he's had around him in a long time. Yet another team that could be pushing for a Super Bowl, honestly. I know I've said that about the winner of every game so far, but that's kind of what we got. Uh, if, Drew Brees, if Drew Brees does what Drew does, Drew Brees... Brews, if Drew Brees does Drew Brees things, they can go deep and uh, challenge for the Super Bowl. Maybe, maybe not. All right, Rams-Seahawks. Now, the Rams won this one 30-20. I was really surprised by this. The Rams, uh, I just didn't see them beating the Seahawks. Russell Wilson in the playoffs seems like a really good, uh, you like his odds typically. But it didn't pan out, and the Rams actually beat them by 10, which is incredible to me. Jared Goff played with three pins in his throwing hand, throwing thumb. Uh, which is remarkable. Props to him. Good job, Jared Goff. But they won the game. It's really. I wonder how his thumb held up. I wonder how it'll go in the next game when they play a really good team, I believe. Uh, maybe the Chiefs, maybe not. I don't remember. I don't know. Wish I could tell you. I probably could tell you, but I'm not going to do the research because I'm lazy. Anyways, uh, yeah. Really surprised to see the Rams won. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. They have a great defense, so that kind of probably helped them out a lot. If they can channel that great defense and their offense can be productive again, then they can have a, a potential run. But I, I don't see them winning that next game, no matter who they're playing against. Uh, I just don't have a lot of faith in the Rams. I guess that's my own personal opinion. Next game, Rams or Ravens-Titans. No, no, I just fucked up. I clicked on the link. Uh, Ravens-Titans, the Titans said they wanted to hold Derrick Henry under 90 yards. They held him to 50, I believe, 40 or 50. Uh, after he was the league leader in rushing yards by a landslide this year, they held him to just under 50 yards. Very impressive, and that's the reason they won, honestly. Uh, if you control Derrick Henry, you kind of control the, the Titans' offense. A.J. Brown's a good receiver, but uh, him and Tannehill are not good enough to carry a team to a win. They're not like Devontae Adams Aaron Rodgers, I don't think. But... Uh, now, the next and final game. This game is currently going on. It's almost over, actually. Canadian Browns. Cleveland Browns versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a crazy game to watch. My dad and I are watching it. On the very first play, the Steelers hiked it over their own head into the end zone for a Bear or Browns defensive touchdown. Then the Browns scored on offense. Then the Steelers threw an interception, and the Browns scored off that. And then the Browns fumbled the ball or something, and the Browns picked it up, and the Browns scored off that. And they were very quickly up 28 to zero. They ended up the end of the first half, um, 35 to seven, I believe. And now the, the score 
to be fair, second half was a little bit of a different story. Steelers put up a fight, but when you're up five touchdowns to one at halftime, that's a pretty insurmountable uh, amount. Uh, the game, there's currently only a minute left in the game. The Bears Browns are up 48 to 37, 11 points. Uh, uh, the, it, it's a game. The game is over at this point. But props to the Steelers, honestly, for fighting back. I, I, I had, I told my dad when the, after the Browns had gone up four touchdowns to zero that. I could see the Browns uh, squabbling this away as time goes on and get down the stretch and the Steelers come back. But I was wrong. Uh, I'm proud of Baker Mayfield. Good for you, buddy. You got your first playoff win. Browns first playoff win, uh, I think, since the sun has existed. So uh, good for you. I, I believed in you, and I'm glad to see it paying off. Uh, good dub. Now you got to play some better team. But uh, could you imagine if the Browns won the Super Bowl? Oh, boy. That would be a very good cap off to the 2020 NFL season and the 2021 year. Uh, I think I missed some more games, but when I clicked the see more option on the Google results, um, I didn't, I got, I had to, had to load a new page and it wouldn't load. So unfortunately I can't look at the results of the other games, but that's what I got for you. Uh, still, still see Chiefs and Steel, uh, still she did a bit, bah, bah. I still see the number one seeds in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs and the Packers. They're just super good. Um, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Super Bowl would be one hell of a showdown. Uh, cross your fingers for that, honestly. That's that's the Super Bowl I want to see. Okay, what's next for the corner flag? What do we got? Um, okay, here's a big story, or a, a story that I like. It's kind of close to my own personal heart, kind of. Uh, American, or there's a soccer, how do I introduce this? American Matthew Wood, he's a soccer player for a team called Schalke in Germany. He scored a hat trick, which is three goals for their team, to win the game. And this hat trick not only won them the game, but it won them the game that ended their 31-game loss streak. Um, for those of you who don't know, I believe the Bundesliga plays like 38 games in a season. That's how much the Premier League, the English League, plays. So that's nearly a whole season of games that they haven't won. They had lost or drawn in 31 games straight. And then comes on this American named Matthew. Uh, he comes onto the field. You don't expect much from him. He's only 19 years old. He comes out and bangs a hack track. Bing, bang, bop. Three goals on your forehead. What do you say? What do you do? Matthew Wood is out to come score goals in your own backyard. Really, uh, I, I, I see myself in him so much. A young, handsome lad from America named Matthew. Oh, boy. Can't think of any other place that, 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 that exists. I don't know. I feel like I'm on in this episode. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Liverpool. The le the weekly Liverpool update. Don't you love it? Liverpool played Aston Villa this past weekend in the FA Cup, or the League Cup. I don't believe. I think it was the FA Cup. But Aston Villa had a lot of COVID problems before the game, so a lot, like a majority of their starting 11 was out with COVID or being quarantined. So Liverpool ended up playing the Aston Villa's basically youth team. They played their under-18s, which means everybody on the team was at or under 18. Maybe, I think. Probably not all of them, but close to. And got off to a 1-1 start at halftime, but I think they ended up winning the game like 5-1 or 4-1. So ended up getting the result we wanted. But the first half was shaky. Uh, it should have been better. But it's hard to argue with the result. You got what you wanted in the end. So, that's good. Now, before we get into the feel-good article, it's kind of a, a soccer feel-good article, if you will. It's kind of funny. So in La Liga, that is the Spanish league, uh, La Liga, the league, sent cars for a team called Getafe Club Football to get picked up to take them to the airport. When the cars got there, the Getafe players realized that the cars were not like some um, like motorcade-esque type dealio. It was actually just Ubers <laughs> to take them to the airport. Professional league paid for Ubers to take professional athletes to the airport. Kind of funny already as it, goes on, as it starts. But... And for those of you who don't know, Spain has had like a, the, its first big snow in a long, long time. So on the way to the airport, the Ubers actually got stuck in the snow. They got stuck. So professional soccer players had to get out of their Ubers, which should have been like buses, team buses, and push them out of the snow so they could get to the airport and go play a soccer match. Really just a remarkable... Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I ate nearly a whole pizza earlier. Not a joke. 
But they, the these professional athletes had to take Ubers to the airport to go to a soccer game. It sounds like they were going on holiday. They weren't really going to play a soccer game. Uh, if I was them, I'd be very upset with how legal, jeez, with how La Liga handled this. Because I would be pissed if I was a professional athlete and I had to get out and push cars after I was picked up in Ubers when I should have been picked up in Lincolns and team buses and charter buses and all that. Uh, but. Funny story came out of it, and uh, I bet hopefully they got a good chuckle out of it. Maybe they threw, threw, threw a few snowballs at each other. Uh, yeah. Okay. This has been a, b- a bizarre episode. I, I feel like I've just been rambling the whole time, and I feel like there have been times where I haven't been that engaging, because that's what happens when you talk for an hour. You lose your steam, you gain your steam, you pick it back up, you lose it, you bounce back, it comes swings, swings around about the circle of life. It all happens. So... As you know, if you've been watching this podcast, I have a we, we try to end things on a good note. Because the, the world can be heavy sometimes, a lot of things can be going on, can kind of weigh on your soul over time. So I try and end every episode on a positive note. So this week for our feel-good article, we actually have a couple of them, I, I must admit. But this week for our feel-good article, uh, we, have, uh, 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 we have a few things to believe what I have. Three articles. So let's let's dive right in. No no hesitation. Let's get right into it. Socialite says he bought out entire flight to pri- to travel to travel privately. Good for him. Uh, first off, that's just a straight up baller move. That's a that's a that's a big dick move I've ever seen one. I think everybody's dream is always to fly private. That's like the epitome of rich kind of owning oh, flying private and owning a yacht. Those are like things of wealth. And this dude said, forget flying private, I'm not going to charter a plane, I'm just going to buy out my own damn commercial plane, which is such a baller move. Uh, A wealthy, let's read what it has to say, a wealthy Indonesian man who shared photos from a plane where he and his wife were the sole passenger said he bought all available tickets to prevent COVID and exposure to COVID-19. I'm just going to scroll down to the bottom and see. The Lion Air Group, which operates Batik Air, which I'm assuming is the airline they flew on, confirmed that the guy um, and his wife were the only passengers on the flight. The company said he had only bought two tickets, but it was unclear whether he had purchased other ticket, tickets in a separate booking. Uh, that's really dope. Uh, and uh, I guess if you don't want COVID, the best way to avoid COVID is just to not be have, let people be around you at all. And if you're capable of doing that, might as well do it. Ball out, bro. He said it was still cheaper to buy out a whole plane than chartering a private, private plane. I don't know how much it costs to charter a private plane. It must be fucking expensive to out, if it's cost more than buy a whole plane, plane... Tickets can be like, I don't know how much his plane tickets cost, but I know plane tickets can be like a few hundred bucks. So if you buy out a hundred of them, that's a few thousand dollars. Quick maths, by the way, look at me go. Uh, big baller move from that guy. Next one. South Korean city to pay residents 100K to have babies. So uh, South Korea, I'm speaking out of my ass here. I'll admit that from the very beginning. Uh, South Korea, I believe, have a problem with there not being enough births, whereas China have like the one-child policy, so they don't have an, they don't have as, like too many births. Just like America should probably institute some sort of one-child policy, just for as many idiots flooding into this country. Um, and I say flooding this country like they're 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 dirty immigrants. Let's stop no dang immigrants. No, it's just our fellow. Be nice, they're fellow Americans. My fellow Americans, they are the ones having kids that are being really dumb and plaguing this country for plaguing this country further. Don't you love it? Uh, enough about America. South Korea, they're paying people a hundred thousand dollars to have kids. I, I I think it's for families that have at least three children. Uh, so like they give you this hundred thousand dollar grant that you have to overpay over time to have kids or something like that, and then it, it says like. Uh, for if a couple gives birth to one child, then the interest on the loan would be waived. For two children, thirty percent of the loan principal would be forgiven. If the family has three children, the entire loan is forgiven and becomes a grant. So basically, they're giving you thirty-three thousand dollars, or I guess they said the math ends up coming up to it. it's ninety-two thousand dollars instead of a hundred thousand. But uh, basically, they're giving you like thirty-one thousand dollars to have a kid. That's a pretty good deal. Uh, I appreciate kids cost more money than that. But to get a $31,000 start, that's pretty good. That'll help get them through college or uh, maybe get them to their toddler phase or something like that. Uh, Wish America would institute something that would do the opposite. We'll pay you money to not have kids. All right, here's perhaps my favorite one. Police response to chickens wreaking havoc at New Jersey McDonald's. Now, uh, I don't want to make too many quick judgments, but seeing as this is in New Jersey, 
I wouldn't be surprised if these chickens were maybe uh, involved in some um, waste management services, if you will, um, maybe some racketeering causes. Uh, who knows? Maybe they were involved with Tony Soprano. They could have been, been involved with the Capitol uh, storm. Who really knows? I feel like there's some deep state conspiracies with these chickens. Like it says, the officer arrived to find two chickens harassing and chasing customers and pecking at car tires. Uh, really just out of control. It's really disgusting to, to see what these chickens are doing. Um, it's very disgraceful. I can't believe this is happening in a place like America. Uh, I really, I think America's better than this. The fact that we're assuming this to this level where uh, you, chickens are even taking over our McDonald's, it's really, it kind of speaks to the times where we're at, and I can't believe it. Really, it, much like Kobe's, <laughs> that's insensitive, much like Kobe's death, it really uh, sets the tone for 2021, and I feel like it's going to be a rough, rough year strictly because of these chickens. Um, but, uh, if you have your own chickens at home, I hope they're delicious. I hope you have uh, had a good time listening to this. I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, let's rewind. Oh man, those chickens are crazy, aren't they? Oh boy, crazy, crazy chickens. Oh wow. Well, uh, I hope you enjoy this week of the Procrastinating Podcast. Uh, that's all I really have for you. Uh, I We covered a number of things from the Capitol building, which we probably talked about for too long. I could have talked about it for a whole hour. Uh, we talked about uh, yeah, yeah, Dr. Dre's aneurysm, Jack Ma disappearing, my 2021, what I hope to achieve. Uh, I hope your 2021 got, got up to a solid start. I hope if it didn't, you keep your chin up and try and hope it gets better because things do get better. I promise. Uh, this year will get better. We'll have a new president soon, maybe. And hopefully we can turn a corner from there. We'll, we'll really see. You have to wait and see. But always try to keep your chin up. Summers soon come. We're, no, we're past the longest day of the year, so uh, the days are getting longer. So we'll get back to summer soon enough. And before we know it, um, I don't know. Stuff, stuff will happen. Uh, but anyways, enough, enough of me just rambling. Uh, I've been your host, Matthew B. Stein. As always, you have been fantastic. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And I will see you in next Tuesday for episode 22 of the Procrastinating Podcast. But as for episode 21, I'm going to go get my drink on now because my podcast can officially drink. And I will see you. Peace out. Have a good week.